You're listening to the Moving Overseas Podcast Family Edition with your host, Louise Rook. Welcome to the Moving Overseas podcast. I am your host, Louise Rook, and today we are continuing on with a focus on a move to the UAE. As always, you can find more info on the website if you want to go over to familiesmovingoverseas.com. Any links that are given out during the interviews will also be added to that website. Now, my guest today made a move to Dubai with her family seven years ago, and she's joining us today to share her experience of the move over and also her life and her family's life in Dubai. Emma is a mum of three. She's also a personal fitness trainer. It is a pleasure to have you on the show today, Emma. Hello. Hello. Now, I always like to start these interviews about Dubai and the UAE with a weather report because because I live in Chicago, I'm always slightly jealous. Um, And also, I think a lot of people end up moving to Dubai because the weather is so beautiful. So tell us, how is the weather today? The weather today is perfect. It's around about 23 degrees uh clear skies and um yeah it's pretty much the same all day every day at the moment yes (laughs) you are very lucky and I'm very envious so Emma let's get to it I want you to share your story where you moved from and what first prompted that move to Dubai so myself and my family I've got three children and my husband we moved from the UK Devon specifically just over seven years now we was prompted based because my husband's job. So he used to be in the military um, in England. He retired from that job, had another job. And we've always had friends that have lived here for a long time, like 20 years plus um, working over here for the government. And they called him up and said, there is a job available. Would you like it? That was it really, yeah. And what was the experience like for you all moving over? Um, we had previously uh, just relocated back from America. I think it was about only a couple of years before. So we were quite used to moving and traveling. So um, in terms of moving to a foreign country, it wasn't daunting. Um, and it was for us relatively easy, to be honest. I didn't really have too many problems. And whereabouts in the States were you? Uh, Virginia. Did you enjoy living there? Yes, I loved I loved it. We, we got to travel quite a lot. We were quite lucky. So looking back, though, with the move from the UK over to Dubai, are there any things that you would have done differently? Um, I probably, for myself personally, so uh, we moved about a month after my husband went and I probably would have waited a little bit longer for him to set up a few more things because uh, our youngest daughter is only five months so moving with a five month and then we had three and six. So it was that was a bit tricky. And when we got there, there was a few things that still needed to be set up, which you probably could have done without me being there. So other than that, I yeah, everything else was fine. But I'd probably let him go um, for another month, maybe and set up a few more things, get the villa sorted. Yeah, that makes All sense. That sort of stuff. Yeah. So on that subject of setting things up, how easy was it with, you know, things like opening a bank account, getting a car, all of that type of stuff? How easy was it? Uh, but honestly, I left all of that to him. <laughs> so for me personally, <laughs> it was very easy. Um, he, it wasn't too bad. We've got a lot, like I said, friends who've been here before. So he had a lot of help and, you know, basically told what to do. 
and just followed advice from other people. Uh, like anything, they're moving to a different country with different cultures, the ways they do things. That can be a little bit challenging, but once he'd got his head around how the systems were and how things were done, then it wasn't too bad. So yeah, we managed to open up a bank account relatively easy, rent our villa, uh, get cars, etc. Um, it was, yeah, so once we'd sort of on through the initial frustrations of all the admin that you have to do then it was yes uh, and was the process because I've, I've talked about this a lot with with other people that I've interviewed about the whole process of renting a villa and it's interesting people's different experiences that they had what was that process like for you um we had friends who luckily helped us before we got here so Great. Uh, they already had a villa in the location which we had chosen um, and so they helped and put us in touch with the state agent that was good to help us do that process. Um, it was, there were challenges because your our landlord wasn't in the country and there were lots of papers that you have to file and go to different areas around Dubai and get things translated and stamped. And, you know, sometimes offices aren't open or people aren't there or they don't really understand what you're asking. Uh, so those are just normal frustrations, but we were lucky because we had people that helped us and really told us step by step what we needed to do. So I think if you have someone that can do that, then it makes sense. Yeah, easier. it does. It, it does take out the the not knowing part because yeah. it, you know, because everything's so unfamiliar when you get there. And have you ever considered buying a property over there? Uh, we did actually before COVID hit. We had we had <laughs> considered it because uh, we were fortunate enough that my husband's company pay our rent and being here for sort of I think it was like seven-ish years or just before seven years we did consider and think you know this would be a better option to put that rent into something and then COVID hit and we thought maybe this isn't a good idea right now and then we have just waited uh, but at the moment the market is very good for buyers so it's something we could possibly think about again but we're not sure. So tell me about schools. Obviously, you've got three kids. Um, tell us where your kids go to school. And I'm, I'm interested to know what it was like for you trying to find the right schools and whether you think there's enough information out there for people who are trying to sort of, who are moving there for the first time and they're trying to navigate the school system. What what was that process like for you? Okay, so um, I think, I'm trying to remember back now, actually, how someone gave me the advice that look for your location that you want to be in first and then try and look for the schools around it. Um, at the time that we came across those, the schools that cropped up for the ones that, I mean, I joined a, a Facebook group called British Mums in Dubai, which you probably know about, and got mm-hmm. a lot of um, information on the better curriculum schools that are going. We wanted to follow a British curriculum, so that was really the first point that we looked at. And then just sifted through all the comments, et cetera, and then went onto the websites to look at them. Um, but the biggest stumbling block was that a lot of them didn't have availability for yes. children, for all three of our children. Um, so I did call up quite a lot. And then they, you know, they say you can be put on a wait list, but obviously, as you know, you have to pay and a fee to be put on a wait list. And, it's, um, and we didn't really want to pay the fee to like seven or eight schools. So we did manage to narrow it down um, and the school that we chose was fairly new. I think it had just opened that year. They did have availability for my son who was going into year one, not for my daughter who would have been FS1. Um, so we chose to put her into a nursery um, once we got there, I looked at the nurseries. But they had a good reputation. It was a small community school and I really just went off on people's recommendations and what 
people who were already in the school was sort of saying about it and kind of just thought, well, let's just go with it. And if it doesn't work out, we will try and move them and look for something else while we're there. So that really for us um, was how we did it. And we've been lucky. Uh, they're in Victory Heights Primary School. So it is a small primary school. It's not got a secondary attached to it um, in the sports city area where we live. And we've and the children have enjoyed it and it's been a good school for them. It's interesting. You raised a good point there that when you are looking, if there isn't availability or you want to put their names down on a list, you have to pay. And I'd forgotten about that. But that's a good point for people who are listening, who are making that move over. It's something to be aware of. And how about the expense of schooling? I know that obviously you said that your employer pays for your rent. And is that included as well, the schooling or are you paying for that? Um, No, we do get our schooling included up to a certain amount. So again, it was something that we um, took into consideration uh, looking at the schools and luckily the schools that we all looked at were in our um, budget for what we got given uh, but yeah the fees in Dubai are quite high I was just looking up today actually the most expensive school and their pre-KG which I think this it must be an, uh, an American system which is before uh, reception or FS1 is 83,000 dirhams a year which is Wow. Pretty steep. So, yeah, I know. Going all the way up to grade 12, which is 130,000 dirhams. Yeah, and it is extremely expensive. It was one of the things actually that kind of made us make the decision to leave Dubai in the end because we were paying for the schooling ourselves. And it is, you know, when you compare it, I know it's from where I live now in the States. I mean, it's it's double the price of a, of a private school over here. Yeah. I don't know how comparative it is to the UK. I would say it's still a little bit more expensive than the UK. But yeah, schooling is is not cheap in Dubai. And what about the cost of living in general? How do you find the cost of living in Dubai? Um, I think it's relative because the wage you get paid is uh, a lot more than obviously back home. But things like food, because they don't really produce anything, everything that's imported is quite expensive. Um, clothing, etc. And uh, I, the most expensive thing, I think, is actually children's activities. Yes. So I think we worked out that what the children were doing at one time, this is about a couple of years ago, would have cost us the equivalent of £50 in the UK. And we're paying about £250 a month here. That is something that I think people don't really take into consideration when they come. I think you hear about food being expensive and clothing and other items like that. But yeah, I do find that children's external activities here are more expensive than other places. You're right. And actually, another mum that I was uh, interviewing last week actually said that they deliberately looked for schools that had a lot of extracurricular activities sort of blended in because they didn't want to spend all of that money on extra outside of school. So that that is something to be aware of, especially if you've got sporty kids or kids who want to do performing arts or anything like that, because, yeah, it is very expensive. Tell us what you love about life in Dubai. Okay, well, there's lots of things. I think the sunshine is probably one of the main things because we have sunshine all year round. Um, And the positivity of people, I think, especially in recent times, looking back at the country that I'm from and what what we're going through, people here seem to still have quite a positive outlook on life. And we've got such a diverse community of people, which I really like, and everybody seems to get on really well and mingle. And There's lots of different cultures. um, And that really is just... It's just not a nice atmosphere. The people here in general as a whole tend to be quite positive, happy, helpful, helpful people. Um, and you've got people from all, all countries. 
the other things I like are the cleanliness. Dubai <laughs> is so clean. I've never been anywhere but the toilets in like every facility. Are yeah. so clean. I always miss that when I go home. <laughs> and, um, things like the healthcare system. So we have private healthcare. Again, we're lucky and fortunate enough to have that covered, but getting appointments for like doctor's appointments or anything it's just brilliant you can bring up in the morning and have one like an hour later so yes their their healthcare system obviously it's a privatized system but it does work and it's really good and um that's worked for us really really well so and and what about on the flip side what other things that sort of drive you a little bit crazy um and what would you change if you could yeah (laughs) okay so with sunshine being the thing I love it the most I have to say the summer Mm. The thing I really, I mean, I'm lucky I do escape every summer and go home. And a lot of expats do, um, the mums, especially with their children, they manage to go back to their home country to just, because the heat is, it's unbearable. Some people, uh, I mean, this summer, a lot of people didn't travel and actually they said it was okay. Uh, for me personally, because we're quite outdoorsy people, um, not being able to go outdoors when it starts, the heat starts creeping up is something that we find difficult. So yeah, the summer months uh, yeah. The end of school of July, I'm just raring to get on that plane and, and get, out. get out. Yeah. I was just going to say driving. Driving is the one thing I would change. You're not the first person to bring <laughs> this up. Oh, it's. I, th- I don't think you can prepare people to how the driving is for coming here. I think it's like I, mm. it's almost like a bit of a Super Mario. You just have to feel like you're in a video game. And yes. there could be things coming at you from all angles anytime. <laughs> and just anything you've learned in your driving test needs to just go completely out the window <laughs> and just drive for life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination of people coming from all different cultures having different driving standards and then them all meeting on the roads in Dubai. And I kind of likened it to, I don't know if you've ever driven in Paris, but that is a terrifying experience. Yeah, it's very similar to that, but all day, every day. I'm interrupting today's episode to tell you about a very exciting upcoming episode where I will be interviewing broadcaster and global voice of Emirates, Anna Schofield from Pulse95 in the UAE. Anna has been living in Dubai for 10 years with her family and has tons to share about her experience there, along with some very helpful insights for families moving over for the first time. Anna is a British voiceover artist and radio host of 20 plus years, who has won a Sony Award and an invite to Buckingham Palace for her contribution to broadcasting. It's an extremely exciting interview and I'd love you to join us. Episode 12, Moving to the UAE, an interview with Anna Schofield. And what do you miss about the UK? Okay, so I think the same as most people, really, friends and family. Mm -hmm. Um, We do try and get our family out here as much as we can. Um, But obviously this past year we haven't been able to. So that is something we we do miss, especially the children with their grandparents. Um, Where I'm from, we live in the country, so I do miss nature. I love, I was brought up in the country and Dubai is a fast-paced sort of city. So I do miss nature and the slower pace of life. I have to be honest, I'm a bit of a country bumpkin at heart. (laughs) Um, So I do love it when I go home and I'm, and there's, there's tractors on the road and, horses and people are driving at like 10 miles an hour (laughs) Um, yeah those are the main things but yeah family and friends probably the most yeah and can you tell us a bit about your children tell us their ages and and what their experience has been like so far for them sort of growing up in Dubai so I have Olive who is the youngest one who's seven and so she was five months when we moved here so really this is the most that she's known obviously we go home every summer but she is I would say she is a Dubai Mm. Kid, baby and yep. then Ebony is 10 and Lawrence has just turned 13 so he is in year eight 
of secondary school. So positive experiences. The biggest thing, and I think everyone will agree, is that the loss of friends because it is a transient country. Yes. So a lot of their friends have left or good friends that they've made um, and still there are some going again. So that has been, I would say, the most difficult thing that they haven't, I mean, luckily in the community I live in, my son, they all have a lot of friends and a lot of children play out. It's very friendly but there are children leaving and more children leaving this summer. So that is a noticeable, um, uh, something that they've had to deal with that has been, yeah, over time has been upsetting and difficult. I can remember that happening actually to my older son, one of his best friends left and it was, and then of course he left. So, you know, he probably left some devastated friends behind too. Um, And do you see Dubai as a long-term home? I know that recently there was an announcement from the UAE that they are actually starting to offer eligible residents um, an opportunity for citizenship and I'm interested to know if that's something that you would be interested in. It's an interesting question that because when we first came here we had a two-year plan like most people do (laughs) over seven years. Um, As personally I mean I think that's great that they are offering that because there are a lot of people here who would that would really benefit and have been here for a long time but for us personally we do love where we live back home um, and we had always planned eventually to go back and set put roots down and for the children to have roots there. So I don't think it's something that we would think about. However, every year I say, I think we're going home this year and we haven't yet. So yeah, <laughs> you just you just never know. It's one of those places, yeah, you just you just don't know what's around the corner and what might change. But um, but at the moment I think no would be my answer. Yeah. And it's funny because we actually went uh, initially for two years and then five and a half years later we were still there. It is definitely yeah. one of those places for sure. So if you were to give a couple of really important pieces of advice to new families who are listening and are sort of prepping for a move over to Dubai or to Abu Dhabi wherever in the UAE mm-hmm. what what would they be okay I think the first one would really be to be open-minded um it's not it's no place like anywhere else in the world Dubai I think we have so many different cultures and different people and people from all walks of life um that you have to really be open-minded to how things are here and have flexibility especially at the beginning of all the administration processes mm. um, and have patience because they can be trying and if you're not used to that or you're not expecting it it can be it can be frustrating but yeah just be open-minded and just remember that there, were, there are a lot of different cultures trying to work together so what is normal for you might not be normal for somebody else or what is standard for you might not be standard for someone else but eventually you'll sort of get it and things will fall into place um the next piece of advice would be do as much as you can really while you're here because there is a lot to do there's lots to see and you never know actually when it will be your last day because for most people um if you do lose your job unfortunately like during COVID a lot of people lost their jobs and you you know you're living here on a visa it you could it could be very short-lived and you could be on the plane back to your home country um so really just take all the opportunities you can um meet as many people as you can people are very open here and just do as many things as you want to do and when you find the thing that you like doing so for us at the moment with the winter we love hiking and there are lots of places like that to do that around here um just to do more of it and really enjoy it. Make the Um, most of it. Yes, exactly. The last piece I'd say is to ask for advice from people because like you sort of alluded to earlier that 
sometimes finding the information on things here isn't so easy, but there are a lot of people in a lot of social media groups, Facebook groups, where mums and other parents and other, you know, for us especially like Brits in Dubai and things like that, which will be able to help you and tell you what you need to do, the processes you need to go through, and not to be shy to go on there and ask questions to strangers, which might be something that people aren't used to doing. We'll get a lot of comments and people willing to help you, so... Those forums now and groups have really become like gold, haven't they? They are so yeah. useful for people yeah. who, who are moving somewhere for the first time. And Emma, I haven't asked you, but tell us about you. What do you do in Dubai? So I am a personal trainer, um, but when I first moved out here, I hadn't really thought about working because all of this little. And then I slowly, um, some mums asked me, can you please start training us, etc., etc. So I sort of built up a community of women, uh, which I'm quite proud of, that I train um, in sort of group fitness now, and I have just recently moving into the retreat business. We're going to be running retreats globally around the world. Our first one is this October to Georgia. So we've all been well traveled. We will be on that plane going there um, and doing sort of all different types of fitness and wellness retreats, um, but primarily for women. So groups of women um, trying to sort of empower them to be better and work on themselves and you know find their happy place etc that sounds amazing can you give people uh, where can people find you do you have a website just give out your information yep so it's leotribefitness.com that's our website and uh, you'll find the escapes pages on there and it's the same on instagram and facebook either Leo Tribe fitness or Leo Tribe escape and you Brilliant. can find all the details there yeah okay awesome <laughs> listen emma it's been a pleasure i've loved hearing your story and all of these little tips and pieces of advice are so useful for people who are moving over for the first time. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. That was Emma Jordan sharing her experience of life for her and her family in Dubai. Now, next week, we're going to be chatting to another guest who made a move to the same region, but with a totally different story. Please join me for that next week. And bye for now. You've been listening to the Moving Overseas Podcast Family Edition with Louise Rook. For more info, go to familiesmovingoverseas.com.